Welcome to the Music Retail Show. Having conversations about the musical instrument industry to take you and your business farther. The Music Retail Show. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Music Retail Show. Man, Richard and I have a great show for you today because we have a good friend of ours in the house, Gil Summers of Cogswell Music. He's been buying and selling guitars online for 10 years and he is going to talk today about how he has become as successful as he is. You will learn a lot from it. So just uh, kick back, listen to the episode, and, uh, and enjoy. Franklin Strap has been designing, manufacturing, and distributing premium guitar straps and the Glider Capo since 1999. Our consistent premium quality materials, timeless designs, and support from the most impressive musical retailers in America have made Franklin America's go-to guitar strap brand. Our catalog was designed so that your inventory dollars are put to the best use. As a small business, we understand that every cent matters. Each one of our series is a consumer market designed for the needs of a specific player. Every single model must meet a quality, economic, and aesthetic criteria that defines our brand. We price our straps based on the needs of the working musician rather than corporate profit goals, all while keeping the economics in the USA. And this philosophy is the DNA that gives Franklin its unique legitimacy. It also inspires us to earn your confidence, trust, and loyalty. Visit franklinstrap.com and don't hesitate to call or email with any questions on how to become the next member of the Franklin family. 615-791-7057. Info at franklinstrap.com. Franklin. The soft strap. All right, Richard, man, we are back. We've got a great episode here, yes. I believe. Yes, I it's believe gonna we be. do. It's gonna I feel be. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a really cool guest in the building, but uh, but uh, you know what? Hey, I I feel like this is an opportunity that we kind of take to. I always ask you how your week's going. So you know, we're in the business world. We we have jobs. We come here yes. every day. Uh, man, how are things going? What's going on? You know, it, it. I always try to take the high road, but it, but it seems like the last couple of episodes that we've done, it's leading up to. And I was thinking about this this morning. Leading up to the episodes, the days are really stressful. There's yeah. a lot of things going on, and again this week, the same thing. The last couple of days, man, it's been up to the top of my head with problems, issues, you know, navigating all this stuff. But to be honest with you, I woke up. This morning, excited about today. Yeah. As everybody uh, will know, we have Gil over here. Gil, welcome. Gil, We're happy to welcome. have you here. Thanks. Um, Thanks for so we've me. got Gil here, who's an online seller. Mm-hmm. He's one of our our best online sellers, um, and uh, he's one of my favorites. And we're going to talk about it. We're going to get into a lot of depth with our conversation with it. So this morning, I'm excited. I'm fired up. I'm ready for today. I'm ready for a good day. Uh, and uh, so yeah, how was your week, man? It's been pretty good, you know. I, I, I have to admit, man, I, I'm ready for it to cool down outside. It's getting you there. Know, yeah. it, it was rough, you know. I we've mentioned before that you know Graham, my uh, my middle son, he is uh, playing flag football, and man, it's been rough. And I have been the assistant coach this year. Uh, first time I got into it because I'd like to do it, like to coach, but um, I got into it. Uh, this year, just to kind of help out and be involved with Graham and man, in the last three games, you've been the coach. No, 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 oh, okay. no. I've been the assistant coach, but the last three games, we the Graham's team has lost, been outscored. Uh, I think it was, I think it was one hundred and eighteen to. 
to 12. So so your ability to be assistant coach is not very high. <laughs> no, no. But, you know, and I, I don't want to get into the details well, of why. Oh, maybe I do. Why, but, I think uh, I do. Yeah, man, uh, that, man, they got a beating on him. Oh, how, they how's did. he doing? Yeah, how, he, is he all right with he's himself? He's doing good. He, um, man, he's he's having a blast. He, he's you not going to take up crochet or something. No, he's, he? or, you know, or croquet, one yeah. of the two. But he's, uh, you know, it's it's been frustrating. But, you know, he has fun, man. He got... You know, he got to be on a couple reverse handoffs. And, okay. And got some good yards, man. Yeah. He's a good little runner. He's kind of got that, uh, you know, I'm not saying he's like Barry Sanders, but he's kind of got that timing thing. You know when you're running yeah, with the yeah, ball? Yeah. He's got And, that. you know, yeah, you can kind of see, see and you can kind of. That's huge, you move, though. You yes. know, kind of move yeah. a little bit and kind of time that and that little stutter step. That's and, more important than yeah. true out speed, I think. Well, it, yeah, absolutely. Especially when you've got five people in front of you. They so, want to tackle you. Yeah. yeah. So it's just, so this week he had a double header Wednesday night. And he's. And little anyways i mean he is he is he's a he's a little guy but he's he's tough he's He's, mean he's got a brain hey you know the principal's gonna call you oh i know and in a a few years and going well yeah the principal calls me every day they're homeschooled oh that's right are they gonna stay homeschooled (laughs) yeah i actually homeschooled our kids too that's a good plan yeah Yeah, we liked it well yeah i i don't know we'll see we're gonna take it year by year we gotta take a year and put him in a regular school yeah just because he's gonna be the meanest kid in the class yeah the older teenage years are the hardest when you homeschool well yes, yeah so, I, I so that. that's when yeah. they need more of the uh but by that time Social they have a foundation yes. so if you send them off to, to a to a high school that yes. the foundation's already there and they're already they already have a lot of learning experience yeah. that other kids don't have yes so it's okay they're more point. grown up they are yes. they're more mature they're more adapted to different situations and their other option is when they get to that age you can send them off to like a community college because that point they have a lot of the understanding that really? they can do oh, yeah. Yeah. I thought you were going to so, say prison I well, no. Say, <laughs> Grandma, let's keep him well, out of prison. That's the yeah. that's the opposite yeah. spectrum. The, I'm hoping yeah, Nate's okay. not that. You know, right. no. Well, he's talking about Graham. Graham's just yeah. kind of got a little bit of fire in him. Like, for instance, Graham's a cool kid. Yeah. You, you, you would like to hang out with him. He's the sweetest kid. Uh-huh. Let me back up and say he's the sweetest okay. kid. But when 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 he flips that switch. Man, he's gonna be a tough little guy, man. Oh yeah. In fact, yeah. actually, I was I was kind of getting on him a little bit, man. Some of the kids out there Wednesday night, man, there's some big kids. Like you know, they outweighed him by twenty pounds. That's you know? which is a lot. Which is a lot age. at his yes. age. I mean, he's yeah. nine years old. And, yeah. And I kept saying, "You get in front of them. You get in front of those Uh-oh. kids because you're gonna you know, be one of them dads." Yeah, because huh? he was kind of doing that sideways, trying to grab the flag. Oh, yeah. and I said, "Man, that's not how you tackle somebody. You don't tackle somebody and tackle football from the side. You get in front of them, and you have to." You know, do that. And then he started doing it. And this one kid kind of ran over him a little bit. But, man, he got right in front of he's that tough. kid. And, yeah, he's tough. And he got right up. Yeah. But anyways, it's it, so this week, from a, you know, from a personal perspective, man, it was just, that, was just, that was just tough. We came home Wednesday night, and, and uh, we were really excited that we scored a touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> I, in fact, I told the coach from the other team, I said, we scored a touchdown. We were losing 28-6 to at that point. And I said, hey, I just want to let you guys know we actually won this game. Yeah, We've yeah. officially this won a, this game. This is a moral this victory This is a moral for victory for us. us. Yes. We did. We, did. Yes. we won. So thanks yeah. for playing. But yeah. anyway. Well, so. is it one of those things that before you even get home, you kind of code Hannah to not ask how the game was? Yeah. Or, or maybe well, she was there. She was there okay. at the game. Okay. She was there at the All game, right. and she understands it. And you know, and actually, you know, I was doing the math in my head, and I was like, I can't believe they've gotten beat 118 to 13 of the last oh three games. Gosh, and she's like, man. Babe, why? Why would you even mention that out loud? And I was yes. like, I don't know. I just, yeah. I just did. Anyways, that's funny. All right. Well, let's hop in. That sounds good. All right. The whole reason uh, we we've got Gil on here, yes, because Gil has uh, has 
kind of morphed into almost like we would say a model online seller. I would say that's accurate. You know, yeah. we can look at uh, uh, Gil's business and we can say, hey, there's aspects of this that, uh, one, we would hope that we want other people to learn from, yeah. but also we also enjoy uh, partnering with Gil because he's enjoyable to do business with. He, he would be a, an equivalent to a mentor. Yes. He would I, be an ideal person yes. that I would like to see mentor. Yeah, absolutely. So I view it. Yeah, absolutely. So, Gil, we, we are on here Appreciate because, uh, and welcome, yeah, thank uh, you. we want to kind of pick your brain and have a conversation about why you are uh, successful and why you do the things the way that you do them. Sure. Yeah, that first, sounds great. First of all, tell us a little bit about yourself um, as far as your business. How long have you been in business with us? Um, okay. You know, just give us a little bit of a background. So I started back in um, 2008 or nine, and I was one of those guys. 2008, actually. Exactly. 2008. Yeah. So, uh, and now it's not what, that we didn't look it up before this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, but I, and I started out as a as one of those guys who you know had uh, gas guitar acquisition syndrome, and I was like, man, I just and I, I had a, I've that. had yeah, yeah I've had yeah. guitars for I had some guitars I've had for twenty. Plus years, you know, okay. I was in, and I always played them. But I started getting tired of them. And I was really looking for that perfect guitar that had that perfect bass response. And yeah. and you know, I've had Martins, and I've had a couple yeah. of Gibsons, and I've had some Takaminis, and and I was like, well, you know, and and I've had some really nice um, uh, older Gills from the '60s and '70s, mm-hmm. and electric and a, an acoustic, and um, and so I decided I was always so you know, I was maybe I'm going to buy a guitar from from eBay, and I'd buy a guitar, and I started seeing these some of these with the you stamp or you know mm-hmm. re-serialized and and um, I was like well okay. and I, so I'd buy one and then I'd sell something but I really didn't want to take a lot of my personal money to do that at yeah, first. Yeah. you know it's like I didn't want to have 20 guitars and I know we, we like to have 20 oh, guitars yeah. sure, there's yeah. no doubt about it and mm-hmm. or 20 drum sets for Richard sure, right? yeah. mm-hmm. but, but be that as it may we, you know, I'll, we want to have that stuff but at some point you know you know you have a family and you mm-hmm. have a you know that you have to take care of and you have bills and sure. you know car payments and mortgage payments and so I really couldn't do all that so what i did was i started buying and selling and i said wow you know i actually could do this i mean i'm kind of a hands-on uh tech type person anyway so i i i grew up in a family business Mm -hmm. um and so i knew something about business i've had my own business prior to 2008 i had a construction company that that i had some employees with and so i knew how to run a business and i and and i've already wasn't a family business so i had part of that background even though i didn't go to business school i had a good understanding of it and i was like you know maybe i'm just going to try and buy and sell some. Mm-hmm. So I went online and I looked, uh, I got a business license yeah. with the state of Virginia mm-hmm. um, and, uh, and and a federal ID number because I knew I needed that first. Yeah. Um, and so I outlaid a little bit of cash that I had from savings that mm-hmm. I saved up because, you know, I had some savings. Um, and so um, I went and um, found you guys um, through this uh, through this. People that sell to and I online um, to uh, to companies. Yes. Some of them were only brick and mortar. Like I couldn't just go to Fender and buy Fender stuff. And yeah. I didn't know if I wanted to do that. So so I found you guys. I found a couple of the companies that sold supplies, you know, cases and tuners and strings and yeah. And uh, so I so I uh, hooked up with a few companies, and, mm-hmm. and you were one of them. And so and I you know like it was like no more no less than five hundred and you know over two thousand. You got free. So at first I did it. You know. 
$1,000 order, and then I did another $1,000 order. And I started buying and selling, and I started learning the ropes, basically, of of buying and selling Mm -hmm. instruments. Plus, also understanding, you know, you had to do some setup and do some other stuff, and we can talk more about that later. Um, And so that's how I started. I basically started just taking some cash from personal savings, Mm -hmm. and I put it into this business, Cogsville Music. Uh, and and I started growing from there, and that started in two thousand and eight. Okay. okay, very interesting. So, what made you want to start? Just because uh, I love playing guitars. Okay, <laughs> and, and and you also wanted a, a variety of guitars, and a good way to have a variety of guitars is buy some, play them, sell them, yeah. and then buy more and sell them. And you get to play. So, literally, so, so when you you're in this kind everything. of business, I play everything. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. literally, in this business, you know, you play hundreds as as you grow. You get to try out hundreds of guitars. That's got to be yeah. fun. And you go, wow, that really sounds nice, yeah, but you're yeah. going to sell it. Now, occasionally, I may want to put one aside uh, just because <laughs> occasionally. I put occasionally, occasionally, very, very occasionally, because again, it's about you know growing it's about your business, making money. about yeah. making money, yeah. Uh, and sometimes you just have to let stuff go, sure, no matter sure. how good they sound. But occasionally, I put something aside, something really cool will come okay. through, and I'll put that aside. Uh, but I usually end up letting it go, yeah. you yeah. know, I usually end up selling it, just stays in the something case. else comes along, yeah, something else comes along. How yeah. many, so, how many guitars did you, did you, were you trying to buy some off the, off the internet, whether it was eBay? Uh, with eBay them? back then, back so then. I started flipping. Them, How right? long did yeah. you do that first? Probably six months, because I realized that 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 was okay, but um, that sometimes I would get something that's like, oh, that really wasn't as it was like I was supposed to be, or oh, or you really yeah. realize that you didn't like. I would try to buy something that maybe needed a setup or wasn't quite perfect, or the guy needed to dump it, and so you yeah. tried to get that. Look. And even now, you know, th- there's other companies besides eBay, but there's other companies online. Reverb is one of them. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. That, and they they would like you to buy other people's stuff so you can flip it. Yeah. But it's harder to flip it. I know what I get when I buy from here. Mm-hmm. And it's harder to know what I get when I buy from someone else yeah, online. Sure, and sure. occasionally that happens if I see something, but I don't take my whole day to do that. Sure. You know, so I it's find... It's just if you're scrolling through something and see something. Something pops you know, up. Yeah, yeah I've yeah, done that. Yeah. And that's how I started. But I realized that that was a, an okay way to go, but it, mm-hmm. it, wasn't, it wasn't good It's enough. probably got to be very time-consuming. Uh, you know, as you want to evolve and grow... Correct. And you start looking at it and going, wow, this is fun, but I'm mm-hmm. wasting a... Not wasting, but it takes me it a lot takes of time. It takes a lot of time yeah. in your yeah. day to be searching the internet for stuff to flip. Well, gotcha. speaking of, man, I don't... I, I guess there's... It's got to be profitable. And I still talk to people that uh, they get in their cars and drive across two states to pawn shops and mm-hmm. looking for deals. So That's because their wives are mean and they want to get out of the house. <laughs> That's nothing to do with profitability yeah. at that point. Yeah, I've actually done that too, gone to some, some pawn shops. <laughs> Not because your wife's no, mean, right? right. <laughs> I just want to clarify that because she's going to probably listen she to it, listen to and us. I don't want you to get in trouble. No, no, that's you know? right. No, but but I've done that too. But I find that that that's an okay way to go. Yeah, you got to um, find a great deal to make it profitable. But but you're doing a lot of driving, and yeah. you got to find a good deal to make it. You're right. You have to find the right deal, otherwise it's not profitable. And they're trying to make a profit too. Sure. So sure. so occasionally it works, but I don't. That's not my main source of income <clears> when it comes to the music industry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So let's, uh, all right. We found out how you got started. Very cool. Um, um, let's get into a little bit of the process, a little bit of the process, because I think, I think what people are going to want to hear is maybe kind of a little bit of the meat of, sure. uh, of what you go through. So, um, obviously you saw, uh, you got guitars from MIRC. That was a good way to up your inventory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can increase your volume, but kind of walk us through, 
um, when you get uh, guitars in, and uh, maybe we can kind of go through that and see what sure. makes you so successful. And even maybe back up, uh, you know, what you're looking for. Let's start with that. I mean, yeah, that's, a, uh, and, that's and actually I know, a good plan. I know all of our online people or all, all of our customers in general have demographics that they're after, whether it be price point or or whatever the case is. So you're going to be unique in this uh, to some of the other customers. But tell us what you're looking for. I know you're you're a little more price point specific because uh, you have your reasons. So talk about from there all the way forward. Okay. So one of the things that uh, that I find really important is, one, the relationship you have with the sales guy. And, and, okay. And Nate's my sales Nate, guy. Nate's your sales, sales guy. Sales Man, guy. he's awesome. Yeah. And, but, and so, but understanding how they work, like, so <laughs> yes. that they know what, you, what you're looking for. Because otherwise, if they don't know what you're looking for, then it makes that process harder. So a lot yes. of times during the month, even though you guys have videos and stuff like that, if you have a really good sales guy or one that you have a good working relationship with, mm-hmm. they know what to pick ahead of time before you even call them. Yeah, you guys are working together. We're working together. Yes. So, so part of that is team. Yes. And so and and I realize that a big as part I, of it is as an owner of a business. Yes. Whether it's a rental company that you're renting out houses, mm-hmm. understanding mm-hmm. your your clientele or your renter, mm-hmm. or uh, you're a painting contractor, mm-hmm. or uh, you're a music dealer, and we're specifically online. Yeah. So we don't. Have, I'm not brick and mortar. Yeah. Right. Which brick and mortar is cool, uh, but that's yeah. a different price point. Then then yeah. you have a different clientele. So all mm-hmm. the clientele is online. So the first step is really having a good working relationship with whoever you're dealing. With yes. and that's really important and 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 um, being flexible. Um, so price point. Um, what I find is that um, there's there's certain models on the low end, some Squires and, mm-hmm. and Epiphone that I can mm-hmm. use that I can usually sell and, and make a, a, a reasonable profit. Mm-hmm. Um, not certainly not as much as some of the mid or higher end, but based upon the investment. But based upon can, the investment, get- it's it's still a good percent. Of, yes, of, understood. Of and and I don't know if we need to talk about percentages, but still, I mean, that's I, I look at that. Yeah. Um, and so, and, it's important. And, and when I look at stuff, I as you as you start to understand your sales, you are start to understand why. If if Nate goes, hey, I got this Squire X, and you're like, you already know it's gonna it's gonna sell. Yeah, that's actually you, a big part of your big part of it too. Is 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 that as we talk, you do not mind something that you're like, well, you know, my my percentage or even just the dollars are not very high but you do consider hey if it's something i can sell quickly correct i'm going to take it in because it, it contributes to cash flow now there's some models that don't work for me that i feel work better on in music stores yeah and yeah some, sure yeah and, and and that's some of the the entry level guitars for students and mm-hmm. um and and stuff that's just it's just hard to make money when because most people online with all the free shipping stuff yeah um you have to you have to when you start looking at that boy there's really nothing left at that point yeah. you know a few sure. dollars and you know, and, and one of the reasons I no longer sell supplies like tuners and strings is because I make a buck. Yeah. Now a buck, a hundred percent is still a hundred percent. But you, but know, you put really, ten in it. You know, <laughs> right. as far as your labor, but and you your put time all the time and, yes. and shipping it out. And beside mm-hmm. you done, you're like, wow, that really wasn't worth my time. So, yeah. so which, so, so I look at that um, mid range stuff, stuff that's usually between that sells online, not the stuff that you buy, not the 
the, mm. the uh, uh, purchase price, price, the net yes. price. But mm. the stuff that I sell online, most of my stuff usually nets between four I mean, grosses online grosses. between uh, four hundred and a thousand dollars. Okay, that's where I mm-hmm. seem to make the. That's the, a sweet spot. That's for a sweet you. spot. Yeah. Yes, uh, I do also sell stuff that sells in in the higher end over a thousand dollars and 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 some of that stuff usually i'm very specific i research a little bit i mean mm-hmm. i'm and, and when i do my work with nate and we're working as a team because mm-hmm. we're we're basically partners in sure this. you are um, yeah. i am actually on a computer at the time okay he loves to catch me when i'm driving oh i do <laughs> i do yeah, he knows when he, i'm driving yeah. so he's like yeah this is, so but typically i'm at a computer okay and so i can actually look it up and that way we work together and i can say yeah there's like 40 of these online i'm not sure i like that right yeah. now but yeah. um i may uh but hey there's none of those or the, you know these uh, the let's say the tail aligned or the mm-hmm. high-end takamini mm-hmm. from japan or some of the gretches from the japan that you've had in the time i look at that and i i see what's online and and so there i may not make as high a percentage but i'm making a lot more dollars dollars yes. correct that's so, a good, good so, point that you're bringing so up it may, yeah. let's say it's only 30 percent, but 30 percent when you have a very high number is a lot more money all of a sudden yes yes um, i agree and, yeah. and though i prefer to make more gross not net I still it depends on the instrument so I do sell some fairly high end pieces as well mm-hmm. sweet spot where I sell most of my stuff is between 400 to about $900 gross yeah. that's where that's where most people want to buy You're people right. don't Correct. have as much money when it comes when it comes over $2000 for an instrument you sometimes you're limiting your purchaser huge yeah, yeah. because because most people don't have 2500 $3500 sure. to spend on a guitar mm-hmm. they're out there yeah, they are. Uh, and they yeah. do buy it yeah uh, but that goes down. But there's a lot more people who buy stuff at 900. Correct, yeah. I agree. Especially with that. if they get a good deal, uh, which also helps. You know, so yes, again, yes, um, I agree. It, it helps. <laughs> so one, a good working relationship with with the people you're buying from to mm-hmm. to sell, and then and then good customer service. No matter how bad it hurts, sometimes good customer service to the people that purchase from you. And which being, that kind of leads into another. Um, I have a couple questions that I had down here, and and the question was, I'm gonna ask the question, then I'm gonna talk for a minute, then you can answer the question. Was, uh, you know, how have you become a reasonable customer? And what I mean by that is, um, I find from my perspective that you're very easy to work with because you're reasonable because you know our situation. And we know your situation, and you're not trying to one up us, and we're not trying to one up you. We're, we're like you said, we're partners. That's correct. We're in this together. Mm-hmm. And something that blows my mind, um, a couple things I want to talk about, but one of them, and I'm going to talk about us for a second. So we shipped out a customer's guitars, and uh, there was probably I'm going to guess a dozen guitars on the order, and then uh, we never heard anything. And then the the customer is like, "Hey, where's my guitars?" And we said, well, we shipped them out. You should have had them a week. Nothing. So we started tracking them. Well, uh, the FedEx truck, and I'm going to say FedEx truck. uh, (laughs) Who? uh, Yeah, the FedEx truck (laughs) caught on fire and burned to the ground. Crazy. Crazy. It's horrible. I'm sorry that happened. They never called us. No one ever notified us Uh-oh. or their customer that this went on. It's insane. And not only that is, is we got about a third of the price of the ticket. So I have a check on my desk in there that's about a third of the price. So the bill went out. Our invoice, we give them, we file a claim, we do everything right. Their their uh, truck burned down. Not our fault. Yeah, yeah. They have insurance on it. Yeah. 
they're going to collect money and a surplus of money on that product, and they send us a check for a third of the of the price. Yeah, and I'm like going. They are being unreasonable because we're partners with them. Yep. We ship out enormous amounts of inventory yes, every single day. A, a, tons of money goes out the back door that goes in their pocket, and they treat us that way. And and I'll even go a step further, and I'm going to try not to get crazy here, <laughs> is, is we self-insure. Right. So we self-insure our product. Which means we don't we charge insurance, but that insurance comes back to us payment wise. Right, and so we do not go to FedEx and go, uh, "You need to pay us for this." Right, we fix it, we eat it. Right, so they it's a win win for them. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they turn around to and and today because we did file a claim because of the situation, we have nothing to fix. You know, we have nothing except ashes. Right. And they send us a check for a third of it. Yeah. And I'm like going, you guys are not being good partners. No. You guys are being unreasonable. So, so one of the things that I find, um, and that's what happens with a really big company. So FedEx is a really global company. Yeah. And because they're global, um, the customer service, and maybe FedEx is listening to this, or UPS. Oh, or, they're going to, because yeah. I'm going to give it to the, the yeah. so, main district guy. So <laughs> maybe a global company, yeah. there's a lot of disconnect. Between yeah. customer service oh, and, and the person who's writing the check who's just going, this is what we're supposed to do. And they're just going by a protocol. Protocol. That's all they're yeah. going. So that's why at that point, as as a consumer, mm-hmm. um, it's and that's where the, okay, I'm going to be reasonable with them. And one mm-hmm. of the things I find, we'll turn this around real quick. One of the things I find is that sometimes consumers are not reasonable. They Correct. just have different expectations. Yes. So either way, one of the things I find very helpful, whether I'm the consumer or I am the owner. I'm not a global company. Well, mm. I guess you can. I ship internationally, but yeah, not yeah. as much as I used to since the CITES thing came up. But yes. th- that's actually being fixed by guitar companies yes. by, by different types of wood yes. now. Uh, the, yes. the, uh, what, the Paul Ferro. Yeah, which is really not a, a rosewood. And so, yeah. therefore, now can ship internationally. So, yeah. those things like that are happening. So, back to the customer service. Um, when I call you, if I have a problem, the reason we get along so well is because I don't call you and start yelling and screaming. And having a bunch of what's going to be your reaction? You're gonna you're gonna tighten up, you're gonna withdraw, and you're gonna go. I can't deal with this guy. You know what okay. our reactions usually? But I'm saying so. When Screw so, you, right? But if I call, to be candid. But if I call and say, God, man, I don't know what happened, and so blah blah can blah. Can you help me? Can, can you help me? Yeah. Do you see how that yeah. little bit of sugar draws Absolutely. a lot of ants? As opposed to if you throw Absolutely. some salt on the ground, yes. the ants are gonna Absolutely. go running away. Absolutely. Okay, that as as someone who buys and sells, mm-hmm. I use that all the time. I love it. Okay, and so gives me sugar. Yeah. Hey. So I, that's what I do. Whether, whether, whether I'm a customer at a hotel. Draw a line here. Whether I'm a customer at a hotel and I walk in the room and it smells like smoke and I walk back and say, hey, that room smells like smoke. If you can help me out, I don't think oh, I sure. can sleep. Yes. And I'm going to tell you, as an ex-smoker, I can pick it out like that. Yes. Yeah. And so yes. if you go up to them and say anything you do to help me out, as opposed to yelling and screaming at them, you're going to get a really nice room to replace it as opposed Absolutely. to we don't have any rooms. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm just using that as an example. That's great. When no, you have a great. customer online who contacts you and they don't like the guitar and you know that this is buyer's remorse, it doesn't matter. You, you have to work with them to help them out because 
that's what that's what you're there for. Yeah, yeah it's and, the quickest solution. And if you solution. do it nicely, yeah. and and say, "Wow, I'm really sorry," and let me, we'll, we'll be glad to take that back. And sure, yeah. I'll send you a shipping label, even though inside you're probably going, "God, what a jerk that guy yeah, was." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter because when at the end of the day, they still get to leave feedback on you. Yeah. yeah. Whether it's Reverb, eBay, on mm. your personal website, on Google, it doesn't matter. And what you want is, "Wow, I got this guitar that was really kind of socked, and it was broken, or it was this or that," but the but the but the company that I the dealt customer with service was really was great. Was great. I would yeah. buy from them again. I would mm-hmm. buy from them again, yes. and that's yes. where that comes down yes. to. And so, yeah. having really good customer service, whether you're buying or selling, is the key to being successful in business. Well, yeah. it's got to be the long. It's got to be the My long play. Here. That's right. Yeah, I mean, because like uh, you know, I'm trying to. Uh, we're trying to have a good uh, partnership between you and I. That right. partnership has to extend to your your customer right. as well. So it's just a it's a chain of customer service. That's correct. And they the see they buy with, and I I tell them where I get my guitars from. Mm-hmm. I, it's listed on my listings. So if they had to look up to see what you guys are about to make sure it's legit, they can go on your main webpage and mm-hmm. read stuff without having to log in, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So so and and I kind of I'm I disclose everything. I find it's better to disclose it all than have to answer questions afterwards yeah. and have and have just bad stuff happen. <clears throat> so what happens when you get that customer that is just impossible to deal with or you to just, make you, happy? You, you just take you just take the guitar back. You do everything you can to get it back as quickly as possible. Cut and run. Cut, well, yeah, and and you're really sorry and that things didn't work out, and you're just very polite to turn them. Turn around and you resell just, the guitar. You, know, and you just turn around and resell the guitar, yeah. and so we are in business to make money, but occasionally you you do something and you may not make as much on that one, and that's mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, even with uh, even with here, I mean, a lot of times, uh, you know, we have a lot of situations to where um, whether it's charity work. Mm-hmm. You know, where you uh, partner a lot, a lot of times. You know, at that point in time, it's not necessarily about profit, but it's about you know how can we. It's get about the community. In, yeah, it's yeah. about getting involved and taking care of people, and mm-hmm. and I'm sure selling online. Sometimes you know people that you just can't make happy. You have to just say, I need to make them as happy as I possibly can and in this situation. Just, I'll just take it yeah. back. I'll work with you. I'm going to yeah. lose a little bit of money, but you know, in the long run, I'm going to make that money back. Well, imagine the 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 um, anxiety that you save. And the stress that you don't have to. It's to a give lot. Out. It's actually a it's, lot of communication back and yeah. forth that really can be time consuming yeah. and probably not. And the end and result is, money, and you're still going to have to take the yeah, yeah, yeah. back because, yeah. I mean, quite frankly, eBay, PayPal. Uh, I don't know about Reverb. Reverb's been Reverb's different because they're guitar guys. They understand the process. Yeah. eBay, they actually PayPal work do with not, you guys. Yeah, they yeah. do. eBay and PayPal don't understand the process. No, they don't understand all this, mm-hmm. and so uh, they just no. automatically do for the customer. Well, if you understand that, then it's just easier not to have all those bad communications yeah. well it's it's amazing that, that we're talking about this because the other day i was um we had a situation with a, a manufacturer that we deal with on a big level and there was a lot of dollars involved in it and there was um just issues going on that that we didn't feel like it was our error but the person that we dealt with traditionally it's just not fun to deal with right and so we're always watching out how we do this. And, you, you know, you kind of – you're just trying to figure that out. And so I called her and was talking to her, and I, I said her name, and I said, I feel like every time I talk to you, because usually it's not the best reason to call her. Right. I don't just call her to Have a chat. To, to, to order guitars. <laughs> I mean, she, she works on a different area. And I said, I feel like every time I call you, I need to send you a dozen roses. And and that was just an icebreaker because I needed to change the mood. And she goes, 
oh, that was the sweetest thing I've ever heard. Right. And her demeanor did a 180. Yep. And then I was like, whoa. And, th- and that's part of the process. Yeah. Is how, how do you how do you create figure that relationship yes, that you have to exactly. figure out? And everybody's a little bit different. Like yeah. you're different than, than, than eight. Yeah. Right? I mean, so, but not, not much, but still. Yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, He's still my sale guys. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> but it is true. I mean, part of our job and probably one of the most important things that we can do is to understand personality types and figure out how can I work best with this That's person. And, and at the end of the day, you know, not in our case, but at the end of the day, a lot of times we don't even have to like each other. We just have to treat each other well and figure out how to communicate yeah. and and to understand their point of view and figure out how to get the solution that we're looking sure. for. Sure. So if they're feeling worthwhile and and respected and and heard, mm-hmm. yeah, um, that's and, a key word. You, heard. And, yes. And you may actually have to work harder to make that happen. Yes. If they feel that way, then that will grow a relationship. Yes. And, and whether it's just a business relationship or a friendship mm-hmm. or uh, or talking to the insurance company about a mm-hmm. medical bill, it's, it's all of it's the same. Yeah. If you coat it with sugar, you're going to get a better yeah. response. Yeah. We've been saying for quite a while on the podcast that. Uh, uh, what makes online sellers successful is uh, we always say good listings, mm-hmm. good pictures, and good customer service. And so um, that's why it's good to hear from you that sure. you're not in a brick-and-mortar store. You're not literally in front of people. Right. But online, the customer service is probably one of the key factors of why you yes. have been successful. And, and those other things do matter. But customer service, if you think about it, when did you get an email and you're going, God, and but and, and sometimes people call me and I'll get an email. I say, "Wow, that was a really bad email." I mean, that was like, "Holy cow!" Yeah, but when yeah. you talk to a guy on the phone, you start he starts chatting with you. Now mm-hmm. you're starting to use yeah. your your your, your you know, personality, your personality, yeah. and 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 they're going, "Oh yeah, you sound like a really nice guy." And oh, okay, so they really mm-hmm. the email was like this, and you you're like a person who types in all caps. Well, maybe that person <laughs> typed in all caps. Quit yelling at has me. Has bad sight. I've had yeah. to happen. <laughs> I, I, I got a, I got an email all Why the time. Why are you yelling at me? See how like, nice wow, he's being. This He's just a nice guy, you know. This guy is really mad. Yeah. And and I talked to them. I I called up. I was like, he's really bad eyesight. And the only way I can see is if I type in caps. I was like, oh, wow. Wow, Wow, thanks for letting me know. So that just totally changed (laughs) the conversation. Interesting. So it's not necessarily what you read that you have to take into account. So customer service is one. So you brought up things like listing the guitars. Mm -hmm. And so disclosure. You know, if if it's it's a, a, a used product, it's a used product. Mm-hmm. No matter if it's it looks new or not, it's still a used sure. product. It might look it, brand new, wait, but it's not. Whether yeah. it's if it's demoed, even if it's mm-hmm. like in a brick we and mortar store until yesterday. yesterday. So sometimes you'll see a brick and mortar store that's not associated with you guys. They'll have a yeah. guitar, it sits in their playing, and it's demoed, and they sell it new other. Well, it's not really a new other guitar. It's now it's technically demoed. It's used, yeah. and so you're better off being honest with the with mm-hmm. the with the consumer that yeah. yeah, this is a used guitar. It was demoed in our store, but it's in like new condition. Much better, and if I, I, I phraseologies of mint, I don't like the word mint. And, and the problem with mint is your definition of mint subjective. and my definition of mint yes. is subjective. But exactly. if I say used and there's no cracks, dings, marks, scratches on the guitar, yeah. or there's a very fine scratch on the pickguard, mm. yeah. is a much more to say if it's in excellent condition. But then when they get it, they go, wow, this thing's like That's new it. mint. Yes. Then they actually have a better yes. perception of exactly. what they received as exactly. opposed to, oh, this is not mint. Yeah. You know, so so I look at that. I look at how to describe stuff, and I'm mm. very accurate, and I try to be honest 
and disclose everything. Mm, yes. If it's stamped used, deal. I put stamped used. Even if it's like the Cordoba Guild mm. guitars mm. and they're not stamped used and they have the original serial number, then I say it is not stamped used. It has the original manufacturer serial number. Used guitars or remanufactured guitars do not include a factory warranty. That way, they don't have any inkling to think it's a brand new guitar. Yeah, and it's 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 like new. Yeah, yeah. it's a great it looks guitar. great. Yeah, it's, it it could be just something that was left over, but it doesn't matter mm. because it's still used. Yeah, yeah. and we know that. And, oh, go ahead. Yeah. So yeah. so the, so how do you list stuff and then your disclosure stuff? Um, and then you talked about like when I get my stuff in. So mm-hmm. so so typically what I what I do if it's okay to go there. So you yeah, know, okay. yeah sure. So typically what I do is I, I get a shipment in and I, I pull it into my shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I cut one box open at a time. Uh, I cut the very top off because I may have to ship it back just because of FedEx. <laughs> <laughs> we decided to bring FedEx back Who? into this. So I'll say Richard turns red. I meant FedEx. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so um, so I, I open it up and I take one box out. I take one box out or case and I open it up uh, and I inspect it. Right, because I have to, you know, sometimes I come here and look at stuff, but some, but I still, I open it up, I inspect it, make sure nothing happened to it during shipping, because sure, occasionally sure. it does. It happens. Stuff happens. It happens. Um, and sometimes it's, you know, it may not, it may have just been the way it was dropped off the back of the truck at eight feet, and and you can't see anything <laughs> dang or, or kicked off the truck, or, or, or you know, but it's, and like so, or sometimes it's actually the physical outside is damaged. But anyway, so I, but I take it out and I look at it, um, and I look at it in a, in a light, so at all angles, so sometimes you don't see it in natural light, but if you get a fluorescent light and you're looking at it all angles, just make sure. I'm not missing anything. Yeah. Um, and and then um, I plug it in. I make sure the electronics work. Mm-hmm. Um, if it doesn't, if something's wrong, something's happened, I, I'll set it aside. But typically, most of the time, they're fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and and sometimes the occasional electronic mm-hmm. thing, something will happen. You know, if you bounce something wrong in a truck, uh, and I, I do electronics work sometimes. Oh, okay. Sometimes I just email Nate and Tim, and we go, hey, how do I rewire mm-hmm. this, or how do sure. I do this? Sure. And and I'll just take a soldering gun or take it out and fix it because it's it's easier for me to do that than Quicker, it is. Faster, yeah. So yeah. so I'll, yeah, I'll set those aside. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it's just a matter a matter of polishing and cleaning. Everything needs to be polished and cleaned yeah. um, and so I'll go through and make sure everything's wiped down but I usually do that when I go to take pictures so I take that aside and I go through all the guitars in the shipment and I usually buy uh, what, 20 a month or you yeah. know something uh, very rarely yeah, sometimes, sometimes 30 yeah so it, it takes a while and it's a I lot usually, of work yeah, yeah. and sometimes it's over you know the course of uh, oh, I'm doing other stuff during the day I don't always get to do it during the day because I'm doing other stuff uh, so sometimes I do it in the evenings and it's, it's relaxing for me I like to do it personally um, and so uh, but I get all that done I stack everything up that's that comes in from 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 you guys or from where I'm mm. buying stuff and I stack that in a special spot and then when I go to take pictures I pull it out again everything's over I know everything's already been checked some things I make mental notes. Yeah. Uh, I need to just check the setup on this one. I need to adjust the trust rod a little bit. I like it a little bit lower. I may want to do this. Mm-hmm. and so, so I pull it out. I do any setup. I try to do it when I pull it out of the box, but sometimes I don't. Um, and then um, I take pictures. I clean my area. I have a special spot. I take pictures. And then I take lots of pictures. And mm-hmm. I have a really good camera uh, that I take lots of pictures with. And I use lights, no lights. Um, just because different, sometimes different things look different. I take all my pictures, uh, and then I sit in my office with, with um, God knows, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pictures, and I all put them in folders. So if it's an Ovation 1788, it goes over here in this folder, and then an Epiphone mm-hmm. ES-335 uh, Pro or whatever it is, Squire, yeah. Basics, yeah. all go into folders. And then, and then I take each folder and open it up, and I use editing software. I don't... Only thing I really do is crop. 
Uh, and what I look for are pictures that don't have a lot of reflections in them. Because no matter what, with lots of lights, you're going to get reflections. Yeah. But I really try to do the best. Some guitars do better with actual flash photography, uh, and some guitars do better without flash photography. And I have studio lights and, yeah. Yeah. and that I use, and I also use flash. And so some do better, some don't. Um, I very rarely do the mark everything out in the background because I don't like things looking like stock photos. Yeah. And oh, so okay. I use yeah, yeah. what, you know, whether you like, you know, sometimes what you see on your stuff with the wood or mm-hmm. or even just a grayed out background with a gray yeah. background and a gray table yeah. i find the guitar stands out better and it just looks better online and when people look at your pictures it looks they want to get a, yeah. they want to get into or they want off they want the picture to look like it's actually what they're buying yeah. the guitar they actually getting. told yeah. online this is what you're buying you're not buying something else if i have five of them there'll be five different t- guitars with different descriptions of each yeah. guitar so that's important that's so more important is. than people think because yeah. some people think they can shortcut everything and use stock photos yeah. i'm telling you when i'm looking at something that, that especially like wood on tops of guitars or you know a quilt top or mm-hmm. whatever the aesthetics of the guitar i look at it and go i don't if it's if it's stock photos next even What's, if you make else? it look like yeah. a stock photo by whiting out or blacking out the background, it's really hard. I, I, I personally think it's hard. When I really want, to, as a buyer, I would like to see. Like, I want to get a good angle at it. I want to be able mm-hmm. to blow it up. So, so I get people who email me. Wow, I really like the way you take pictures of your guitars. These are customers. Yeah. And so I really think that's really important. Yeah. I think eBay it is only as lets well. you do twelve. Yeah, yeah. Reverb lets you reverb lets you do a lot more. Yeah. The more pictures mm. you take, and of all angles, of down the neck, headstock. Back of the headstock, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, they, there's different angles of the body, and so the people can see stuff. Well, I don't think I think a lot of people don't understand that's part of sales because you're you don't have a customer in front of you, right? And yeah. so your way of selling is is first the visual, right? Um, and then the the written words, correct? And then customer service, correct? You don't have some of the tools that, that other people have when you're face to face, right? So if you don't take really good pictures, yeah. what ends up happening? And that's why I go. That's why I. Take, I, I'll take 50 pictures of a guitar. I only use 12. Wow. wow. Oh, yeah, I take lots of pictures. You choose the best ones. And I choose the best ones. Interesting. And I really, I really look at them. Now, sometimes I'm going to get a reflection. I try to do them so there's absolutely no reflection in the in true color. Mm-hmm. And, and where they could see the bridge if it's Neil, because they, they want to know if the bridge is pulling off. I get the back. I get the side. I get you know all kinds of angles. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I do that because... The only other time the customer has to look at that guitar when you're doing online sales is when they have it in front of them. Very true. Yeah. And so Very the better true. you describe it and better you have pictures up front, the more likely they're going to go, wow, I really like this. Well, yeah. especially if they're good pictures and, right. and like the background or whatever you're using uh, looks, uh, looks uh, real and it yeah. looks authentic, right. then they stay there. Right. And if they don't, they just go, what else is out there? Right. And they continue to look somewhere else. And they do. Else. And sometimes the pictures alone are what will help you sell Absolutely. that. Yeah. I can see how that can happen. Yeah. So, yeah. so that, that's, how, that, that's, that's the process by which I go through to get them online. Yeah. Uh, and then also when, when, I, when they sell, I then re-pull it from the stock. And then I actually pull it back out and I polish it one last time. It may need to be polished with some, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, the, 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 um, co- the polish compound. Yeah. Uh, Rolex. Yeah, something. Something like that. So if they, but some, you know, black guitars, they always, you know, you have to make some. Those are the hardest, and, yeah. And customers sometimes don't realize that a, that if you don't clean them before you put them in, fingerprints could be a reason to send it back. So I make sure. Wow. Every, oh, yeah. I make oh, sure really? everything. Really? Yeah, really? because there's a smudge on the pick guard, and they didn't realize you just had to wipe it off. They may think it's a bad spot, and so people don't think. So it, yeah. You know, you have, I, have, I one good time had a guy who bought a guitar case, and he couldn't get the guitar case open. He was trying to get into the, fe- you know, the Fender Square ones, so the yeah. real yeah. nice ones, mm-hmm. the uh, G&G cases. 
yeah, yeah, he yeah. couldn't get it open. And he didn't realize he just had to slide the, the latch. switch. Oh, the latch. Oh, no. Yeah. And I was living online with this guy. I said, well, I don't understand. It shouldn't be locked because I always open it up, make sure the key's in it. So how in the world could it have locked? And I'm thinking, what in the world's yeah. going on? I said, did you take that little slider and slide it? He says, oh. oh <laughs> so some people are really inexperienced, right? Sure, and then sure, some sure. people are very experienced, yeah. pro, pro players. And so you Overly have, experienced. Overly experienced. And so you have to kind of look at that. But yeah, so All right. it's really important. So I then go through, make sure it's polished, and I recheck the setup on it, make sure it's nice and low as I can do without buzzing, make mm-hmm. sure the neck is straight, uh, do any uh, uh, any final setups. I carefully pack it all on mm-hmm. paper or whatever, and then off it goes. Let, let's let's take a second, and I don't mean to cut you off, Nate, fine, uh, yeah. uh, and talk about electronics, because one of our frustrations here, and uh, I think uh, Nate and I was talking about this yesterday, is, is we'll check the electronics, and then we'll move it to another section, and then uh, we need something else, so we bring it back and have it re-QC'd for another reason, mm-hmm. and electronics is dead. Yeah. I mean, electronics, in my opinion, today are some of the worst ever because the manufacturers are trying to make them cheaper, cheaper, cheaper. The wiring, the, a lot of cold solders. Mm-hmm. There's just a ton of issues. Yeah, yeah. So on the topic of, of things that is is not seen, how do you check the electronics? What's your process with that? Because I think that's very important. So, so obviously, I, I have an, I have a little amp in the shop that I that I plug into, so that way it's right there. Yeah. It's not a big amp, but it doesn't it doesn't matter. I just need to it, see. It, it makes sense. I just need to see if the switches work. Yeah. Right. So yeah. you know, if it's a if it's an electric guitar, I need to make sure that the humbuckers work on both ends. Yeah. You know, and in the middle, you know, the middle switch for both of them, and then on the yeah. treble for the one for, on the bridge. Mm-hmm. Uh, I check the tone to make sure the tone pots work. Yeah. Uh, and I check the volume pots. Mm-hmm. That's basically what I do. Yeah. Sometimes switches make noise because they don't get used a lot. But that that doesn't concern me too much. Yeah. Sometimes the switch doesn't work at all. You know, yeah. like you go from you you, you get the bridge, but you, I mean, sure. usually yeah. you'll, usually it'll be actually yeah. So you'll get the bridge, but you won't get you won't get the, the neck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh crap. And so I, a lot of times I will first just make sure I have everything right. Mm-hmm. Did I turn the volume knob down by accident? Does yeah. it need to be toggled through a couple times? I usually don't spray them or anything like that because that actually can goo them up if you're not careful. Interesting. Even, yeah. So I, I'm just very careful about that. Um, I, if I can, if it's not a hollow body and it's got a like a like a Les Paul where I can pop the back plate off, I'll just yeah. pull the back plate off just to make sure that that's connected. That the wire, um, the wire's connecting. Yeah, because yeah. so, mm-hmm. sometimes it could be that it you know it turned or the wiring broke or it just mm-hmm. wasn't a good connection. Um, yeah. And so I'll check that. And then a lot of times, like I said, you know, I've had a couple where I had I had a telly come in, and literally it was probably fine when it was in the shop, but it was one of the less expensive telly yeah, switches yeah. in the mm-hmm. Fender yeah. uh, mod player series. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that it imploded. It basically uh, when oh, I wow. took off it when, I pull, it, when I pulled off the, when I pulled out the um, the uh, the chrome plate that had the uh, the volume knob, the t- mm-hmm. tone knob, and the mm-hmm. switch. I pulled it out and it literally was in pieces. Like wow, that's not good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought maybe yeah. I can put it back together. Yeah. So I was like, I don't think I can. Actually, that's one, <laughs> that's one thing that I had written down while you were talking was is is the expectation as part of going back to earlier with our partnership right. and, and being able to work together. Right. Electronics or being able to uh, be able to make adjustments or even certain fixes on the guitars, that's something that, uh, and I'd love for you to expound a little bit more based off of our relationship, that's something that you're like, hey, 
you know what? I can handle these things. Things happen to guitars. They're guitars. They're yeah. made out of wood and pieces. And things move. And now I'm willing to go, hey, work with me. Why don't you get me some of these parts? I'll fix this myself, opposed to wanting to send something back and have it come back. Yeah. Let's talk about that a little so bit. So sending it back is kind of a pain. One, there needs to be a label created. Typically, you're going to send it. You know, have me send it back to you. Yeah. I have to box it back up, and I have yeah. to take the time to do it and get it back to you. Then you're going to get it back in the shop, and then you're going to have to fix it and send it back. Yeah. When it may just be a simple issue, yes. right? I mean, uh, so so things that are simple, I would say first, let's see what the issue is, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so with this one, I, I took a couple pictures. I sent it to Nate and said, hey, can you have Tim take a look at this? You know, Tim's mm-hmm. the, your electronics mm-hmm. guy, wherever the electronic guy would be. Tim's great. I love Tim. Yeah, yeah he's, he's a good, good guy. Good to work with and great personality. He's so. really smart. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he's too smart. Okay. <laughs> oh, I got it. When I sit there and he starts explaining stuff, he goes over my head in about yeah. three seconds. Yeah, well, just go Google it. It gives it me a headache. Yeah, I, I mean, I it's, know, I it's just too in-depth. <laughs> well, yeah. Because, and, and, here's, and we're going to get back on track. But here's here's something that is is. I would love to perfect, but I can't, is I would love to ask Tim a yes or no question and just get yes or no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. so this is a so challenge. So he elaborates. Yeah. Oh, my God. He elaborates. Which he writes why a I book. Emailed. That's why I emailed. And so, uh, so, I, so I emailed Nate. <laughs> and, and I don't know Tim's email here, so but it doesn't matter. Yeah, see, it Nate's, Nate's a great guy. He takes care of me. Yeah. He makes sure that gets, it, the communication gets out. Yeah. Uh, and I know he's really busy. And that's the other thing I realize is that you know, I'm not your only client. Yeah, you know, and you've got tons of clients yeah. that you sell to, so it may not be an immediate. Thank you for to. realizing that. Some yeah. people think they're the only clients. No, no. So, and I know that. <laughs> and they, whether I'm the uh, your biggest or your smallest, it doesn't matter. You have lots of clients, and you and and so and so it, and it shouldn't matter. Yeah, uh, and Nate always gets back, and I'm sure the other guys do too. I mean, Adam seems like a really nice guy. Yeah, all of them. Yeah, yeah. All. yeah. So um, again, it's about how you work and how you build yes. that relationship. So so he sent it to Tim. Tim's like, yeah, those those things that come from the factory aren't that great, uh, and. Once they implode or explode, uh, I would just send you another one. So he sent it to me, and then I was like, well, how do we have to wire this? This is totally different. So I sent an email back, and is this where the wires go? And I drew little lines yeah, on yeah. the picture, and I yeah. and I sent it back, and he's like, no, this is how it goes. And so I was able to basically, in a couple days, you yeah. you, uh, you mailed me a, a new switch. Yeah. In a couple days, after I got it back, I actually started it. My, I've, so growing up in my dad's business, which was stained glass, oh. I knew how to solder. Sure. You know, I mean, do a lot of short of welding, which I'm not great at, but I can weld. Yeah. But it, yeah, yeah. but it's not like a, a real steel welder. But soldering, I grew up soldering stained glass windows my whole life since I was 15 yeah. until I was in my 30s. Yeah. You know, wow. So I so that was like piece of cake. And so yeah. so you, maybe you get some wires if you don't know how to solder. Practice soldering. Yeah. This is a great technique to know is how to do because this was oh, a simple absolutely. fix. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then I had another one years ago, a couple years ago, where I got a really nice uh, Firebird in. It was an Epiphone Firebird. Mm-hmm. I love Firebirds. You know, they, you don't see them come through here very often. No. But, but, it, but it, for some reason, it was one of the areas, one of the switches. It was like no sound. It was just a little bit of sound. I was like, "This doesn't make any sense." I mean, I opened up the back and you know, took the little plate off, looked at it, said, everything looks right. So I sent a picture to Nate, and he sent it over, and and um, and Tim looked at it and got back. He said, "You know, um, I think you need to move that switch. It's touching. It's grounding out." Wow. And I looked at it, and I was like, "Oh." Okay, and I moved it like a quarter inch. I just literally rotated that switch a quarter inch. Yeah, tightened it back up. It's perfect. Play fine. Wow. Now, can you imagine have sending back? You had to take it back, and you had to put it in the shop and turn it to quarter. Inch. I mean, All right. those this, is, this is a big subject right this here. Is, yeah. This is a big subject. I'm glad you're bringing this up and, because and it happens all the time. So, so here's the issue: is that if I have to send it back, I've lost a month. 
Yeah. Now, I know it's not a lot of money. It may only be 100 bucks. It may only be 50 bucks. It may be 200 bucks. Uh, gross it's still money. Net. It does still money. Yeah. But but the thing is, is I can't flip it fast enough. And so yeah. now I have a. I've lost a month. Let's say the guitar cost me three hundred bucks, and I'm going to sell it for five twenty five. You know, I've mm. and and so maybe the the gross is is two twenty five. But time you ship it and pay fees sure, and, sure. and you know, all the mm. kind of other things that you have to do, you may net a little bit. You know, you're certainly going to net less than that, but you'll net pretty good money, yeah. right? Mm. But now I can, I'm, I've got $300 tied up in a guitar that I can't sell for another yes. month. And it's That's real. Exactly and right. now I can do it now. Yeah. So with that telly, I literally was able to fix it. Like within a week, I got that mm-hmm. in, and yeah. I was able to sell it, and I didn't lose a whole month. And it sold like the next day. Wow. Yeah. Well, and, and that's that, this is why it's, I think it's a big subject is, is because if you want to be in the music business and you want to sell guitars, mm-hmm. you know, I would think there's got to be at some point in time you have to have a, a, a certain amount of knowledge to be able to fix, work on guitars. Absolutely. You know, because uh, we we get a lot of people in that want to sell guitars, you know, maybe starting out like you did where they're like, hey, I love guitars. I love to play guitars. Hey, I think I can do this. Um, but they don't take on uh, any incentive to learn more about the guitars and how to fix them. And so they want to sell guitars, but they're like, man, this is dead. Well, hey, just check the cavity. You know, but some people go, man, I, I'm just not comfortable with that kind of stuff. I don't want to mess it up. I'd rather just send it back to you. And we're like, no, hold on a second. So we have to go back and try to retrain people. Richard, even years ago, started the uh, um, the, repair the workshop, workshop. The repair yeah. workshops mm-hmm. because we wanted to be you know, people to be able to create second, uh, you know, money streams in their stores, but sure. also have the knowledge to be able to fix these things. So, you know, because sometimes I'm telling you what, Richard's right. We get guitars in people, literally the toggle switch, they're like toggle switch doesn't work tim gets it in he goes well the, the cap on the toggle switch was pushed down too far so they couldn't put it in the fifth position he right, takes right. that off resets it back on it works perfectly yeah, fine and there was nothing wrong with it but yeah, not yeah. wanting to have that knowledge or wanting to grow in this business from yeah. that perspective is a huge hindrance from being successful yeah, so i had say? one that got damaged in shipping where the toggle switch broke off yeah you know it was just 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 a freak thing mm-hmm. it's like well i can do this so having tech skills mm-hmm. is Probably, again, customer service, really good listings, really great pictures. Then, and the next thing is you really probably should, if you, especially if you're a small, I'm a small business. Yeah. You know, I'm incorporated, but I'm still a small business. And, and I don't have five employees working for me. So if you're that guy who's really a small business and you don't want to have to pay somebody. So let's say I was buying stuff online and flipping it. Yeah. You're still going to get stuff that needs to be repaired. Yeah. Right. So now I don't have somebody to send it back to. Right, yeah. it may be listed oh, yeah. as uh, electronics aren't working perfect. Well, if you have the skills to be able to do that, then you're increasing your ability to make profit. Yeah, because now as a as a small company, even though you may do, uh, you may do mm-hmm. uh, fifty thousand dollars a year, you may do three hundred thousand dollars a year as a small company incorporated mm-hmm. by yourself, or uh, maybe one other person. You, it's. It's better not just to be. You're better to have. You're better rounded if you have the technical skills to be able to do stuff with your hands as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now and I can understand if the top is cracked, and then that's something sure. that I may not get into that's refinishing. Different. I don't. Spray well, and, and the goal for all of us to our customers, meaning you, is to make sure that that stuff's done. Yeah. In the case of electronics, what drives me nuts uh, is um, a tech uh, checks it out, mm-hmm. and then it goes through QC. Yep. And so you have multiple people checking it out. I mean, on other things, we it's inspected several times, 
But in electronics, it, two people do it. And when you go back to those people, they're like, what? Checked them out. It yeah, was working. And sometimes stuff happens, or, or yeah. let's say, let's take a, 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 um, a preamp on an acoustic guitar, but there's lots of buttons and, yeah. and phase switches, and you know, and then you put that guitar in a box or in a case, and then you ship it across the country or three states mm. over, and it bounces and trucks it doesn't yeah. matter whose truck it's bouncing. Well, the saddle uh, is tilted and it's not making enough contact i actually and had stuff. a guy who bought a guitar in germany and he got it there and, oh, man. and you know when you when i ship i loosen my strings yeah so now when you're shipping it now bouncing around the saddle actually can come loose and so what i told the guy was he says i'm not getting any sound on my low e i said okay well here's what i want you to do because it's hard to ship that stuff back i want you to Take the strings, like totally loosen them and pop the pins off the bottom. Take, take the pins out there if you were changing the strings. Take the saddle out, put it back in, make sure it's in there firmly. Seated well. Seated yeah. well. Put the strings back on, tune it back up, and tell me what happens. That fixed it. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's that good, simple. though. You know, it 600 is. bucks it is. overseas, yeah. and you're yeah. like, you know, and he wants to open And a lot of times it is that simple. That, and, and, and part of the being reasonable is to, is to go that extra step. And I've had stuff come from you guys that do that. And I'm yeah. just like, oh, yeah, we just pull it out. Yeah. And some stuff, sometimes there's electronics that get, you know, there's a lot of stuff to push. It could have been messed here. It's possible. It is possible, It's possible. Yes. But at the mm. same time, it could have got jostled in a truck. And that, yes. that it wasn't really, you know, it was something that was a little bit not perfect yeah. like you're saying mm. the wiring these days mm. they're using ribbon wires as opposed yeah. to actual you know steel core or copper core wires yeah. tim wants and to talk about ribbon it does like, and so so they may not be really soldered <laughs> that well or they or they flex a little bit so mm-hmm. and so some of those things can happen yeah it's and real. so you as a as a as a as an owner as the as the end owner from yeah. uh, you know to, to the purchasers, the purchase, yeah. you have to be able to identify that stuff yeah. because the faster you can sell it, the faster you can buy and sell. The more you ship stuff back, the more you're tying your money. Mm-hmm. It's not like Nate's going to give me back that $500 right away. He's going to be like, well, get it back. We'll take a look at it. And, and then you guys have to look at it and you're busy. It's not yeah. like you're going to stop everything you can do to take a look at the electronics. So during mm-hmm. that month, you're going to get to it, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so And if it's taking you a month for that, you need to kick his butt. Well, I'm just saying, but no, but, but it's a process. <laughs> It's a process. It is. It is. And usually I don't say ship it right back. I usually say include it in the order. On your because, next order. On my next yeah. order because that way it saves you the shipping. Again, we how do I work that. with you yeah. guys? See, look at that. How that do I work awesome. with you guys to increase everybody? Well, we had a customer. If I increase your profit, we have a you customer yesterday, and they can correct me if I'm wrong on it, but his his thought was, you know, hey, when we were talking about electronics, hey, can you look at this and you fix it? Well, no, it should have it should have been perfect when I got it. He is right. I agree with that. The problem is is how unreasonable he is to even want to help us or or try to create a, a fix here. Right. We had nothing to work with, and it, it just became a wall of frustration. So then you just have to take it back and fix you it. You just take it yeah. back and right. fix it, and then. Uh, well, the the crazy side, and I, I shouldn't even get into all this. Next time a cool t- uh, guitar comes across, who are we going to give it to? You well, or them? See, that's my whole point of our conversation. Yes, about oh. customer service. Yeah. So I know that Nate looks out for me. Absolutely. Now I'm sure he has uh, other clients as well. He is, who of he, course. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You're my but, only client. Uh, <laughs> well, that's pretty sad. <laughs> <laughs> you must be. You must be eating crackers and uh, mustard. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why your kid's so small. <laughs> oh, anyway, uh, but the, no, that was good. The whole point of that, whole point of that is, is that that affects that affects your your client. Yes, um, it affects his clients. Yes. it affects his whole 
his whole his whole aura kind of Absolutely. speaking. So yeah, he's yeah. like that. Imagine when clients are like that with them, and he's like that back to them. Yeah. What does that do? It actually he actually decreases his sales. Absolutely. And therefore, and he may not get that. He may not get the yeah. really cool well, guitar. Well, sometimes and because you're going like, well, you know, I have this client who really looks out for me. Yeah. I'm going to look out for him. Yes. That's just natural. That's just a natural order of life. Absolutely. And again, it goes back to if you if you if you're nice. You get nice. Yeah. Even when I have somebody on the other end of the phone who's really mean, mm. I keep it together. Now sometimes I'm firm, but yeah, I keep yeah. it together and I still try to say, "Look, I really know that you know this. This is a difficult situation. What can we do to work through this?" Because yes, you know, if, if we start yelling and screaming, mm-hmm. we're just going to have yelling nothing and screaming. So nothing yes. gets done, and we're all going to be mad at each other. Yeah. So the, that whole thing will create whether this person is going to have a good business or not. And so mm-hmm. when you have that, well, you just have to take it back. Yes, it should have been right when you it got it. It should have. Yes, I agree. Stuff happens. It mm-hmm. could have happened in the back of a truck. I know 100% that I checked the electronics out, but I could have missed that little phase switch as well. Yeah. That I didn't check the phase switch, that when you push it, it goes out. And yeah. so I'm like, hey, can you help me out? Well, sometimes people want to prove a point. And, that's and so they just they are on a mission to prove a point that you should have filled in the blank. And sometimes we just got to go, man, I don't need to prove anything because me proving uh, something, does so- it solves nothing. Right. I just need to help fix the problem, take the high road, and uh, move on. And if everybody takes the high road? Everybody, everybody wins in the mm-hmm. end. Win-win situation. That's a win-win situation, and that's how I find. That's why I've been yeah. here so long. Is because I, you know, I just have good working relationships. Um, I continue to make money, um, and um, and I, and I enjoy what I do. I, yeah. I enjoy. You know, one of the happiest one of the happiest times and days in my in you know of a week or my on my month is when I get that shipment in and I get to open up and see all the it's cool like guitars. Christmas. It's like Christmas yeah, once a month. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, because I usually do once a month orders. I don't just. I usually kind of you know I don't do little tiny orders all the way through. Uh, I it may benefit from that because I could list them faster. But I, I find sometimes it's you know it's 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 okay. Yeah. Uh, I kind of like it but yeah it's like christmas and mm-hmm. and it's a really happy time and even if i get a bum a guitar that doesn't work like, oh well yeah you know, we'll I, fix I, it I, yeah. I'll, some, mm-hmm. yeah either i'll fix it or it'll be it just needs light and stuff sometimes yeah. i get them and they buzz really bad no they're made you said earlier they're made mm-hmm. out of wood duh you know and that's mm-hmm. that's right so you may have 90 degree temperature i may have 60 degree i may have high humidity you may have high humidity you may not have and so it may be in the winter time where things are heated and kind of dry and i get them and they sit in my shop and then maybe uh mm-hmm. they Things change and the wood swells and contracts yeah. and and so sometimes I get it and it buzzes really bad. Okay, so you take the truss rod cover off or you go and adjust the, the truss rod. I adjust yeah. a little bit. I may have to even mm-hmm. sometimes and no, this is why knowing how to set up stuff is so important. Sometimes I pop the strings, I pull the saddle out, and I actually I actually will cut the nut down. You know, sand mm-hmm. it down, mm-hmm. and I'll put it back in. Yeah. And sometimes you just have to lower it a little bit. Sometimes it mm. may be another adjustment. Yeah. You know, sometimes you know on Ovation guitars they put a whole bunch of saddles in, right? They put a whole bunch of uh, uh, shims in. Yeah, from they the may, factory yeah. they do that. I want to go over there sometimes and just take them away from them. And well, it's nice to have them because you <laughs> Where know do my shims go. I always yeah. keep them. I actually keep <laughs> yeah. the shims because sometimes I have to raise it, so it's nice to have that. So I take those shims out and I have a box with all kinds of shims, saddles, mm. and nuts, and then I can sometimes I have you. It, that's mm. really has helped me to be able to have. Have good tech skills yeah. because instead of going oh it buzzes I'm going to send it back well why can't you just adjust it I mean that's part of working together as a team yeah. yes yeah. absolutely so yes. anyway those are some of my thoughts on, yeah. on that well, another thing that I think good that, stuff, that Gil. Gil absolutely that Gil does very well that a lot of times it takes uh, it takes a while 
while for us to get it to sink in. People know it and people hear it. But you do a great job of living within our, our policies. Yeah. And our policies help govern that business going forward to your customers. And if we have those guidelines and those policies, like one of them you were saying earlier, and I wrote it down, we have a policy that when the guitars come in, you're supposed to check those guitars out within three days. Yeah. In those three days. And you do that. So uh-huh. that then, you know, but we have, sometimes I have a customer that they'll they'll email me six weeks later and say, Hey, this guitar has a problem with the with, with the electronics. Well, in my first question is, which always gets them, is is well, what was it doing when you first got it and you checked it in? And they go, well, I finally just got around to opening it up and getting it out of the box. And with by based off of our policy, we go, I'm sorry, man, I can't do anything about that. Right, you know, but which is you, why you have to have a good working relationship with that's the sales exactly guy. Right. That's right. Because if I'm you're a mean to guy to them, yeah. then th- that policy is probably going to hold up. And I'm not saying that you should break the rules in your policy, but yeah. it's best to check it out yeah. right away. Sure. Now, occasionally stuff happens during that, and then you have the extended three months. Like if you, had, mm. if I have it for three months, and let's say it sat in there, and all of a sudden the uh, the top cracked on yeah. it, then and I checked it, it was fine. But you know, hey, the, uh, can you help me out? It's not. It's not. I'm not going to be able to return it, and get money back, but maybe you'll take it back and fix it for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Again, good working relationships. Yes. So the policies are very important, uh, and it's important to follow the rules. It keeps good working relationships. Yeah. You should check them out in three days. Mm-hmm. You should know. I mean, if you wait six weeks to check them out, then why were you holding it? My, my, my thought is, I have, let's say it's $5,000, let's say it's $1,000. That sat there for six weeks. What are you doing with that $1,000? Because you're not making money with it if you exactly. didn't check it out. I agree with you. So how, would, how did you list them? Did you Are you selling them? Or are you just holding them in a corner someplace for six weeks? And, and that $1,000 is not doing anything. Yeah. yeah. You see, so, yeah. so in three days, you should have that stuff listed within a week. Because yeah. that $1,000 needs to be online or needs that 5 moving, or that yes. 10 or that 15 whatever your sales quantity is. Mm-hmm. It, that, that money needs to be moving because whatever your margin is that you are getting back, you need to put it. And one of the things that I did, and this is what I did in the beginning when we didn't talk about this earlier, the way I grew my business was I cash flowed it with the profit. Basically, if I made mm-hmm. 500 bucks, I bought $500 more worth of guitars. Mm, yeah. And then, then when I took that, thousand dollars and i made another let's say two three hundred bucks then i put that back into guitars yeah before you know it i i was making some good money every month and i was able to then expand into a a better computer a better camera but still it being able to cash flow more guitars so that i can increase because you know if you're selling 10 guitars a month you're, you're only going to sell ten. You're not going to sell ten a month. Yeah, yeah. So you really need. There is a there is a margin. I think we talked about this once. You, you probably need at least fifty, and mm-hmm. and and. But if you have a hundred, your likelihood you're going to sell more per month goes up. Yeah. After hundred, I haven't seen a big difference. I noticed that between fifty. Around 70 is my sweet spot for me. Um, when I get to 100, I don't notice that much of a difference between 70 and 100 guitars. But I do tend to sell more than if I just had 10. It's oh, 30. Sure. The difference between 70 and 100 Yeah, well, I know 30. that. But I, don't sell, <laughs> but I don't sell 30 more guitars a month. I, I, have, I just I'm, try to be you know, smart. I saw that. You know? but, but I cash flowed it. Every time I took that profit, yeah. I put it back into the business. That's yeah. how I grew my business. Yeah. Interesting. And that's one of the other things. So customer service. you know, And then I started a actually having some you know it took a while took i've been doing this for 10 years 10 years yes yeah and that's not a long time some of these guys have been doing it longer 
Sure. And yeah. I'm sure they know a lot of these things. Yeah, and, and I get it. And this is this is you. This is your business. And, mm-hmm. and a lot of people listening to this might have, have their businesses look differently. They yeah. have different backgrounds. They have uh-huh. different, you know, different ideas of what but they e- want to do. But even so, all these things that we talked about will benefit anybody who's selling, whether online or even in the store. Face to face is still customer service. Yes. Sometimes I agree. it's better than an email. If we talked yes. about the all caps thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so sometimes it's better than an email, but still, it's mm. all these same things matter. Mm. Right. If you pull the guitar off a wall and you're in a brick and mortar store, I've gone to brick and mortar stores and yeah. it looks dirty and it's scratched and mm-hmm. it's and it's buckle rashes on the back because they let people demo it. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get the same as if it yeah. looks good and clean and nice and, and nice and shiny. All right. Sure. Well, we have a, a couple questions here. Let's okay. jump into the backside of this. What um, what advice do you have? For people just starting out, and then on the backside of that, we're going to ask you for see what do you have for season dealers. But start with people starting out; they want to do this. Um, what do you say to them? So I, I always say start out a little slow. Don't dive in with both feet and both arms at the same time. You know, start a little slow. It's kind of like getting in a hot tub. You put one foot in, you take it out. You put one foot mm-hmm. in, you take it out. You put the other one in, you go, wow, that's still really hot. You know, and mm-hmm. so you slowly, you, you, it's best to go in slow, not to dump a whole lot of money in it and then get disappointed because you're not making fast sales. Um, or under, about the wrong product. Uh, wrong product, yeah, right. So, and understanding your product. What works for you, yeah. mm-hmm. right? What works for me works different for somebody else. Uh, we talked about what works for me, but that may not work for, the, for somebody else. Mm-hmm. Start out slow. Uh, research your product. Right, We've, you know. So a lot of times you get if you once you enter into the you know to the you're approved to sell with let's say you guys or any company, look at their product. What is it in their product? Like if I get a list from you, I look at that, uh, and then I look at those things, and then I research it. Whether it you know, and I usually will research both on Reverb and eBay, and then I also research Google. What are they selling new? Who else is selling this used or? You know, so how I so I get I get their price points and what is it selling for to know where is the difference between what I'm paying? Um, are there any discounts in what I'm buying? Is it one of the sales that has ten percent off or fifteen or twenty percent off? You know, like sometimes you have a twenty percent off. Are your scratch and dents are they worth it for me if I look at the the numbers? And so research your product and understand your product. Yeah, when you get information from uh, the manufacturer on listing it, like the specs. Sometimes stores like Musicians Friends or uh, the big box stores, uh, Sweetwater, sometimes they have them. So compare your spec sheets across the spec across the horizon I even go to the manufacturer as I'm pulling spec sheets off yeah. because sometimes and there's a good example there's a guitar that's that right now um, that, that is um, on um, on uh, musician's friend and in the ovation spec sheet it says the nut is two and a quarter but in the spec sheet itself it says one and eleven sixteenths Okay, that is not two and a quarter yeah so there's two different there's a contradiction there so I know I'm gonna have to measure that nut when I get it yeah. Right. So, yeah, yeah. but so know your information, and 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 that's the other thing. So know what price points are, and then research it, mm. and then go in slowly. You mm-hmm. know, um, and and then make sure that you're you know. And one of the other things that I do, it's maybe help people out, is that I do everything in word spreadsheets. So let's say I buy a Squire Base Six. I have a listing. Squire Base Six that you'll see on, on eBay in Reverb. It's 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 not as as the same because it's not the same outline. They have they do plain text, but it's still all the same information. Mm. Uh, I save it in a Word document. 
I have hundreds of guitars and I have a core listing that sells that has the core mm-hmm. information. I have hundreds of guitars that all I have to do is open up, let's say a new Squire Bass version six comes out. Yeah. I just have to open that one up and call it, let's say it's a Squire Bass. More seven. efficient workflow. And my workflow is very efficient. Also make your workflow efficient. All my pictures are saved on on a couple of, of backup drives from 2010. I think as yeah. far as I go back. Wow. I save every single picture. Uh, one, because I like to be able to go back in case something goes wrong. Or something. Yeah. I've had people contact me two years later and they come up with something. They say, and not that there is a problem, but they ask me questions. I can pull up the pictures. I Interesting. Up, I can pull up the data sheet that I have on it. I put everything I save. So if you're going to enter this, start saving your stuff now. Yeah. Wow. So that, so that, and, and, and it's helpful. You know, you can go back and look at stuff, but really that Word document where I have my whole listing is already in a, in a sheet, specs and everything. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to go relook it up, especially when some things are discontinued or a couple years goes by. Sometimes you may get something that was discontinued in a back stock someplace yeah. or something laying in a warehouse, and all of a sudden you get this big shipment of stuff from a warehouse, and it was mm-hmm. it's from 2015, or like some of the, mm-hmm. maybe a, a Jap- Japanese yeah. order from Takamini or some of that. They may be some things that, that's been sitting in a warehouse for a while, and they're just finally getting to do just dump them right yeah. get them get them out and then you're now when you go online and you're looking for spec sheets on something from 2015 that was discontinued in 2016 not available, not available yeah. you may not find it and yeah. so it's helpful to have i go well, i got that yeah wow. <laughs> so that's really good for new newbies as well people who are just learning out um and researching is is probably the key and i would say entering it slowly and then taking your cash flow and growing that business um, you can, you know, don't borrow money to grow your business. I That's agree with that. Big mistake. Yes. People do that. You know, they borrow money uh, to grow. I don't borrow money on my business. Period. I borrow money for a car, and when I borrow money for a car, it's for three years. Period. And whatever I can't pay up in the difference, then I don't need it. Hmm, man, that's Interesting. smart. Interesting. Very that's smart. smart. Yeah. Very yeah. smart. So, so that's those are the kind of things that I look at. You okay. Know, good and, financial and, decisions. And um, and we got to wrap up this pretty uh, yep. pretty quick. Yeah. But, sure. um, um, season. I'd love to know what you have to say. So somebody's been selling for as long as you, but maybe they're looking for to up their game or to improve themselves. What would you say potentially to them? I think that the seasons guys probably have a pretty good clue of what they're doing, um, but if they if they if if they may want to relook at some of the things that maybe they can improve, maybe they're not doing all their listings and saving them on a word document, uh, and that may be helpful that mm-hmm. they can do that. Um, maybe um, maybe um, uh, they're having some customer flow issues or customer relation issues, or uh, maybe that's something. Maybe they're really good at it. Maybe they're not. Um, and, you know, so my, uh, my, my wife is a mindfulness person. That's where I learned how to, you know, kind of work with people a little bit better. So yeah. maybe, maybe think about those things. Maybe your financial game is off a little bit. Maybe look at your financial structure. Yeah. Um, and some things that you may be able to improve, like not borrowing money on your stuff or <clears throat> making sure your cash flow. So another thing is like, um, if I buy, let's say $5,000 in guitars, uh, then I need to pull in more than $5,000 next month to pay for those $5,000. To, you know, so I'm always making sure my if I buy from Nate, I already have that money in the bank. Interesting. Yeah. I don't. I don't have. I don't have zero in the bank and hope that I sell five thousand. Oh man, that's a big deal because so, a lot of people live like that. So so maybe and and yeah, I use a credit card because I get points on the credit card and I like that and I take that money and then. But the I, money's in the bank. But the mo- But the but the money's already in the savings account and yeah. the, the checking account. So if I buy five, that five is already there. It may be there and in PayPal, but it's already there. 
So I typically don't extend myself. If you do decide that, wow, this is going to be a really good year, and if I bought an extra $10,000, an extra $5,000, an extra $2,000 in guitar, then you have to have the personal savings to back up the money if it's not in your business account. Mm -hmm. And I always separate my business accounts from my personal accounts. So so, so you you may have multiple accounts, Mm -hmm. maybe a personal one, maybe two business accounts, maybe two personal accounts and a business account, and maybe one's a savings account, but making sure that you have the cash to cash flow your business. Don't go out and start PayPal. Pay, pay, um, you guys who work with PayPal know this. Mm-hmm. They're always offering for you to get cash, you know, interest-free money for 60 days. And then what happens when all of a sudden you didn't sell all those guitars because the economy took a little bit of a hit and now you're stuck and now you're mm-hmm. dumping stuff because you need to get the cash yeah. at low prices. And this is the one of the things that kills me with some sellers. And we all we all have to sell stuff at times. And we, we do have sales, and that's not a big deal. I understand that. And sometimes stuff gets discounted, and you have to kind of lower your price. That's okay. But, you know, when you do $5 over what we know you're paying for it, you're not. You're only hurting, and and then include the shipping. So yeah. you're basically making five or ten dollars yeah. a guitar, no matter what the cost of it is. You're not just hurting. You're 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 not just you know selling a guitar. You're hurting the whole industry because you're. Yeah. What I get from people is, you know, and this happens sometimes. Let's say it's a Starfire three or a Starfire four. Well, I can get it for five hundred bucks because they're you know, I, you know they're selling all the time for five hundred. Now I know they're not selling for five hundred bucks. There may have been one that some guy yeah. dumped, and it may have been a personal owner who was just selling something for mm-hmm. five hundred bucks. But if you start cutting those prices to just above what you're paying for it, you're hurting the whole industry. Because people research. You have to realize that some of your buyers also research what things. They can go back in eBay or Reverb and see what things were selling for. Oh, yeah. And if they know that they're only selling for 500 bucks when they should be selling for Mm -hmm. seven, they're going to try and nickel and dime you down to 500. And then you're going to be stuck with that guitar now for six months until the market corrects itself. So for seasoned buyers, and this goes for new new people as well, if you're selling your stuff for five, ten, fifty, $15 over what it cost you wholesale then you're not just you're just not hurting yourself you're hurting the whole industry mm-hmm. and you're hurting yeah. Merck because now they can't get rid of stuff because people like me won't buy it because it's yeah. selling too cheap online yeah. man what an important message it is what an important message so but Gil man I'm telling you what we could probably sit here oh, yeah. and, and, and talk for another two hours but sometimes we do on the phone Ian, Ian <laughs> even Ian gives, yeah that's right Ian gives us a, a time limit to all okay. of this stuff that's we can awesome. only have so much fun so that's right anyways Richard do you have any uh, response to any of this I've or? enjoyed it it's been like I said the last couple of days has been a little hectic and and I was looking forward to today and yeah. and and I and I feel like uh it was it was a great podcast. Yeah. A lot yeah. of information. Thank Gil. you for having me. We I appreciate, appreciate it, you man. coming out here. I hope it's helpful. Yeah, yeah it, it is. is helpful. It is it helpful. is helpful and uh you know sometime I'd like to do this again. Sure. Have you come out cuz we have a whole whole list of other things yeah. that we can go over sure. that we didn't touch on but what we did touch on was hugely important and I know our dealers are going to listen to it. They're going to enjoy it, and they're going to take something from it, and we appreciate awesome. that. Yeah, Thanks. absolutely. And like like you, we've always talked about, maybe down the road or something, that the roundtable thing could I'd happen where we it. could trade ideas. I'd and, love to do it. And trade uh, uh, just minds over sure. all of this stuff. But uh, anyways, what, Gil, thanks for being Thanks. here. Thanks. And, uh, man, we enjoy it all the time. Everybody that's listening, obviously, uh, if you want to reflect on this or you have anything to say, I mean, you can always email us at themusicretailshow at gmail.com and, or even on the YouTube uh, channel as well. Uh, but man, we appreciate it. We love the conversation. Join in, and uh, hey, we'll we'll uh, catch you next time. Yep. 
All right, everybody, welcome back. Man, what a great episode. Gil uh, has a ton of knowledge, no doubt. Uh, that was a great conversation. Uh, man, I love how um, he talks about customer service is almost like a, the lifeline to his business. He does it well. And um, he had a lot to say there. So if you enjoy the episode, which we really hope you do, man, please give us a like on iTunes. Give us positive reviews on wherever you listen to this uh, podcast. Also, connect with us on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter to keep up with what we're doing and to find out about future episodes. Man, thanks again. Thanks for joining us. Man, we love it when you do. We love feedback, and we'll look forward to it on the next time. See you soon. Own a music store or sell guitars online? Need more inventory to stay competitive in today's market? MIRC is the nation's largest wholesaler of quality used guitars. Visit www.mircweb.com to become a dealer today. Thanks for listening to the Music Retail Show. Music Retail Show.